Good morning, friends and family. This is Gail Manizak with City Changers, Illinois. Praise the Lord. It's good to be back to doing an anchor recording. Amen. I have not done one for a while. So I want to talk about hope today. Um, if, if a world ever needed hope today, it is our world today right now in 2021. You know, all of us have experienced life-altering experiences that just slammed into our normal and left us staggering, actually, wondering how, you know what, we would ever survive it. We've reached, or excuse me, we've received everything from bad medical news to lost jobs to maybe found out our children or our spouses have been lying to us. We've been lost in a mess of a world. We've lost people that we love right now. In our world, we're experiencing the shaking like we have never experienced and have no idea when it will end. So in these losses and grief, a portion of our heart disappears along with our hope. And our expectations of the future. What what are we left with after all these traumatic events we've experienced? We're left with this. We're left with fear. We're left with anxiety, heartbreak, and disappointment. And these feelings and these emotions overwhelm us. And eventually they lead us to despair. Despair is a dark spirit of heaviness that squeezes the life and the breath from our purpose, our hope, our willingness to continue. So it's it's this place the enemy meets us, anticipating that what we'll give up and and we'll let him win. Despair is it's void of hope. Despair is hopelessness in that dark place where we falter, where we stagger, the enemy whispers death and defeat to us, hoping We will make agreements with him rather than the good Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we'll hear those words whispered in our ear. It's too hard. Or you can't do this. You won't make it. You're not good enough. All all sorts of things will we hear that that are lies, that are deception. You may as well give up. How many times have we all heard that? So his strong purpose and desire is to ultimately steal our hope. Then he has killed our faith. Your hope can be taken away if your hope is in a desired outcome or result. But true hope, true hope is greater than even your worst circumstance. Because hope is a person. Amen. Hope is Jesus. Hope is our God who is hope. Is greater than any event. He can never be taken away. Our Father's answer to the lies of the enemy is his presence. He is with you no matter what mountain it is that's in your pathway. While your enemy is pushing you to try an easier path, maybe one of avoidance or shutting down or, or medicating, it's not an easier path. The God of hope knows the way through, the way over the immense difficulty. 
Our Lord has traveled this pathway and he's not surprised or intimidated by any event that altered your life, that destroyed your normal or my normal. We need to continue to walk hand in hand with the Lord, keeping our focus on him through, walking right through the middle of this mountain of hope, hopelessness. He honors our hope. He honors our hope. In Hebrews it says, it tells us faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Now, this is so true for anything that we place our hope in. We develop faith in a, a chair when it continually holds us upright. We develop faith in our car when it, it faithfully starts every time we get in it. And groceries being on the store shelves. We have confidence that these things will continue based on what our experience. But when that chair breaks or that car doesn't start or there are no groceries on the shelves, our hope, our expectation disappears along with our faith and security. Our faith in God is also dependent on our hope. Our faith can stable, can be stable, it can be secure because his character remains solid. His character is firm and unchanging. He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and will still be the same tomorrow. He proves his faithfulness when the sun displays its glory every single morning. When spring always follows dark, a dark winter and the rains come. As we place our faith or our hope in him, our faith will always remain secure in his unchanging truth and promises. Hope in him is the backbone. It's the support of our faith. And this is very important because our belief system always regulates our emotions. If we want to be emotionally stable, if we want to be emotionally secure, our belief has to be in something. Our belief has to be in someone who is always stable, who is always secure. And we can find our security and sufficiency in the God of unlimited hope. Or we can search for it within ourselves. Our self-sufficiency, our effort in, in uh, trying to cope with life on our own gives us the illusion of control, but it's false. And we will eventually fail. So if our hope has, has died, perhaps it's maybe because we have placed it in the wrong things and in the wrong people. Romans tells us that hope does not put us to shame. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. Paul was appealing to the Romans and to us to place our confidence, our trust, our hope in the unchanging character and nature of our God. The person of hope rather than in self or in certain outcomes. Only hope in God, the beginning place. In the activation of our faith will keep us moving forward with 
when life seems to be falling apart all around us. Only he is faithful. Only he is trustworthy. So we have to put all of our hope in him, who is never changing. He will never disappoint. So I would say today, you know, choose putting your hope in the unchanging character of God. If you don't, you may falter in your faith, putting hope in your own expectations. And that would be a huge barrier of a huge mistake. Isaiah says, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. The same verse in in the NLT translates the word wait to trust. And in the NIV, the word is hope. So wait, trust, or hope. It's important to know because the renewing of our strength here is at stake. So waiting in hope. Um, during difficult circumstances and very is very, very difficult. We identify with David in the Psalms in 13.1 when he asked, How long, O Lord? How long before my grief isn't crippling? How long before my, my teen son stops rebelling against me? How long before my believing spouse turns to you? We all have so many questions. How long will I be without a job? How long will I be without food in my pantry? How long must I endure this pain and suffering? Well, waiting in our suffering requires patience and endurance, both difficult to develop. This is where it's developed, though. This is where our character is developed. When we exercise our ourselves, we may have to begin with five or 10 pound, uh, you know, different, different size weights, we'll say. But as we grow, we can endure more, we can, we can choose to exercise our patience, we can choose to have that endurance. So the gaps between our impatience and wanting to give up grow shorter and shorter as our spiritual muscles develop as our faith develops it requires sometimes wrestling with God again and again uh, lamenting our dark thoughts and heart-wrenching prayers to him not moving ahead but giving him space to move into our situation inviting his presence in and then he will move and his timing his timing is perfect for our good if we continue to wait for him. It's difficult enduring the waiting. We all know that. None of us like to wait. We are actually such a microwave generation. But Paul offers another way to gain strength, and that's by rejoicing in hope. And he should know. Acts 16 tells us of a time when he and Silas were chained in prison, with others when their prayers were singing, coinciding with violent earthquake, which opened up the prison doors. And then everyone's chains came loose. This is the only possible, this was only possible with him 
in prison here because in their suffering, they were waiting expectantly for the God of hope, which is what we need to be doing right now. He offers us the same promise and meets us with grace and mercy. When we finally cry out from beneath the rubble of our despair, we choose you, Lord. You are our victory. We will overcome through you. You are our only hope. We can get through the motions of life trying to survive on our own, or we can actively wait on God, put our hope in him, and gain new strength. And when we falter, when we fail, our waiting or our hope in God fades because of our fears. There's no shame. He is right there. He's waiting for us to repent, to repent of our wrong thoughts and turn back to him. So in closing, let me say his hope for us has no end. Amen. His hope for us has no end. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah 8 verse 10.